Gates of Orchid and Iris is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Remember to like, share, comment, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Well, I I more or less was referring to um, the Edda. You can kill them with really no consequence, and that's that ain't cool. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of I kind of want to change that just a little. Well, no, change it a lot, but. <laughs> yeah. uh... What do you plan on? What do you plan to change it to? Um, that there will actually be a, like a lot more consequences if you take like the lowest of the low and just like slaughter them outright. Um, yeah, you're yeah. obviously a demon if you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, some coonies gonna come at you thinking something. <laughs> but uh, might, might exactly, attention too. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, how's um, it going? I- like roleplay wise, I'm not gonna have it like so brushed off and stuff like that. There, you know, th- there there will be certain consequences and stuff. I mean, it's it's not like oh, you killed a non-human, that's cool, whatever. But you know, people are gonna be like, oh shit. Um, well, and also they're not non-humans either. They're just poor working class. Yeah, yeah, which, uh, is, they, which is a major difference. Yeah. I might be assuming this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of sounds like you want to group together um, the half-human uh, class with the Burgenen and just say that there's just a work, like there's a noble class and there's a working class, and that's all the all the the segmentation needs to be right at that point. It, it, yeah, I mean that's. I mean, if you you guys are okay with that, um, that's kind of how I want to spin it. That you know, there's the like higher class probably like some kind of middle class and then like the low disenfranchised class so yeah uh the only other thing that that kind of comes into play with uh human as well is that they are seen as spiritual and clean because they touch blood and flesh and stuff so mm-hmm. if um can a char- can a player character or npc be uncomfortable with that fact at least yeah yes. totally Okay, cool. It's it's just um the whole oh yeah, hey, uh you poor guy over there. Um yeah, I'm just gonna step all over you and treat you like utter garbage <laughs> just because yeah. Actually yeah. in our in our real life game, uh one of our friends he was playing a crane and we all had to go into the um human village in Ryoko Owari, the leather workers quarter, and he played it up as Wait, I have to get my 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 shoes dirty and stuff, and the rest of us were like, <laughs> "Oh God, just 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 chill." <laughs> Man, it was I don't want to mess up my jays, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is my favorite kimono. I don't want to be going in there. <laughs> yeah, this is a Versace kimono. I went to OG after all. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kikita, but yes, <laughs> basically. Uh, but no, that's important for another reason too. If since this is going to be a, like a, I guess mystery, true crime, whatever kind of drama. But if we're going to be doing investigations, uh, depending on how we feel about touching blood and dead bodies and stuff, working with humans is going to be very important. Yep. And And if uh, if that is a big something that we want to do, I would also suggest uh, probably at least one or two in either group, maybe playing a spiritualist if we are going to be working with dead things mm-hmm. oh, what was uh, the term used a what spiritualist. spiritualist oh okay yeah yeah that is a good point um yeah. i don't 
think we're talking about character shifts yet, but I, I might be something like that. Yeah, it sounds like uh, there's people who are interested in the Shigenja class, or are they classes, or just, I don't know. Schools? Schools, yeah. Same that's difference. The, yeah, it's kind of the same difference, just yeah. hopefully it's, I can get, get my D&D out of my L5R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the multi-classing is a lot more restricted in uh, Legend of the Five Rings, for good and bad. Oh, yeah. At least for the in-city, there is a specific him and that uh, work with the Emerald Magistrate, or has worked with the Emerald Magistrate for several previous magistrates that are at our disposal to use. So at least with in-city, that's easily taken care of. Yeah, that's a very great point, actually. Uh, there's some usually assigned torturers, too, uh, which is another yeah. important thing to talk about for Session Zero, Pitiful. I think. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, like, uh, we'll we'll get into that when we uh, reach the lines and veils because I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of us can agree that um, torture is probably going to be a veil. <laughs> yeah, torture's yeah. bad, kids. Yeah, torture's yeah. torture's bad, and we don't want to role play through that. So, yeah, uh, you can the, interrogate in other ways. The reason I brought up the spiritualist for the rule of people though is that you do get the ability of ritual cleansing. So if we are still wanting to deal with that unclean because of blood dead people thing that might help us not have to have a, another sub set in the cast if we're going to lump it with upper class middle class lower class that, that is that is um that is yeah. a good point yeah good flavor yep um so yeah that's that's kind of one of the elephants in the room um so another thing that I'm going to add, and this kind of goes on the whole, let's put more folklore in here, is yes. um, changing some of the monsters or monsters to actual, like, their folklore equivalent and putting yokai in and other spiritually spirit, spirits and ghoulies and bumps of the night. And, yes. Um, yes. Um, and I just... <laughs> I'm excited about this, and I know I've talked to most of you about this already, and like how you felt about it, especially the people who like knew the lore and stuff. And uh, yeah, um, I think adding just a neutral, like a neutral spirit entities, I'm just gonna call them yokai from this point out. Um, is it's just a good way to explore like not only the world that we have uh set up for us but like a whole different layer of storylines that we can uh, introduce and um, i just want to know what you guys think about that i think that's a great idea the one of the beauties about fifth edition is that you can reskin and rename a bunch of things including your own techniques which is great so a lot of invocations will have a bunch of like what do people who aren't Shugenja but are just spiritualists, what do they call it? What do people from outside of the country call the spell? Things like that. And then with making non-player characters, there's all these templates. And you can just apply them to, you know, this is the yokai of the week kind of thing if you wanted to do it that way. Um, and then you can apply, like, other templates on top of it to make it a little different. And you can make up your own abilities, techniques, or whatever. So there's no way that we'll be like, oh, I know what this is, because you might have tweaked it. Yeah. And also, it there are some really 
messed up creatures from uh like just all over parts of Asia that I'd <laughs> like to just incorporate because they're just fun. Yeah, there's one who can scratch yeah. the places in your back that are unreachable. Totally. Oh stupid. yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> Let me tell you about some crazy ass Japanese yokai. So there is a uh, there is a yokai out there that the only reason it exists is to scare people, and it looks like uh, a person. Except they then bend over, drop their pants, and there's a giant eyeball where their butthole should be. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's an actual yokai. Uh, That's like the equivalent of playing the circle game. You know what that is? Where you put I like have a. No idea, and I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah if you do that. Mm-hmm. Like the index finger and thumb, if you make that into a circle and you, uh, you make oh, somebody look at no. it, you slug them in the arm. Yeah. As having oh, that, two brothers, I unfortunately am very familiar with this game. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's um, <laughs> unfortunately there's a, a number of uh, yokai that involve things uh, things about the butt and and people's butts, and it's like, uh, why, why? I don't know why. They're really uh, big on butts. Really <laughs> big on like uh, kappa. Yeah, you guys know what cop yeah. are, right? Yes. yes. So they steal your soul by yanking it out your butt, and the yeah. way that you avoid them doing that is you fart on them. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or what you can do is bow because Kappa have this uh, concave um, like bowl on their head, and it's filled with water. And if there's no water in it, they lose all their power. So if you bow, they'll bow back. All the water falls out, you can get away. Kappa are really interesting and weird and just like very strange. Very strange. And I would like. That don't fall down. (laughs) Yeah, and I'd love to just interject some of that strangeness. Uh, But that does bring up another point is uh, since we are going to be airing this on things like iTunes and. Yeah, iTunes, which, um, yeah, they are uh, prediction nature, and uh, if you have a um, explicit warning, your content is not as furly, further, like, obtainable. I would like to try okay. to keep this. Yeah, I would like to try to uh, try to keep this game to a like PG thirteen at least. But we're allowed to swear, right? Just yeah, once. like, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just keep once it down an to an like... episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! But it's just one person, so not not all of us get one swear. It's just oh, one between so... all of us. So, so save those f bombs for something important. Yeah, we got to share each syllable if we're if we're oh. gonna agree on one bad word. <laughs> oh, fiddlesticks! Oh, fiddlefaddle! I think we could do it communally if we say it at the same time. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, if we audio is synced, it still counts as one. Yeah, one long beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm too lazy in editing. I don't. (laughs) Oh, um, I saw somebody on on YouTube who replaces f bombs with a a duck quacking noise, and it's the funniest thing. Or uh, those who remember Craig Ferguson in his late late show, anytime (laughs) he would swear, he'd uh, put in French phrases. 
That was always fun. French phrases? Uh, yeah, because uh, when people French. swear, yeah, part yeah. of my French and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Anyways. Plan words, Goofy. Yeah. He was. He would, He is still a very funny person, but mm. anyways. Um. Yeah. So there, there's that topic. PG thirteen guys, please. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No problem. I don't see either of my characters' uh, ideas being. Um, even at their core, or maybe even at, on their side, things that they enjoy being problematic in that sense. Yeah. And also, in this game, profanity is considered um, rude. <laughs> yeah. Watch your pocket. Okay. You can lose honor and glory for uh, basically swearing at people of higher status. Than you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If, if I do swear, oh, I only think one of my characters would possibly do it, and that's more just a me thing. So I would probably just end up redoing that line if I do say something out out of character like that. Oh man, yeah. was it a Hida or a Mantis? <laughs> I am playing Ikema Bard. Oh, I meant on the the swear the swear jar character. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking which character might do it. I was like, well, the one who would probably just start just mouthing off for no reason. Lion, of course. <laughs> Lions um, always do. So. With that, those are those are like the, some of the changes I want to do. Um, of course, there are things like you know minor clans and who those actually are, and I have a document for that um, in our shared folder that we have online. And um, yeah, uh, oh yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest major changes. Um, depending on what version of L five are you going for, uh, the hell the hell no the hair. Uh, the Hair Clan are actually northwest of uh, Ryoko Awori. Oh. Yeah. So because of convenience. Where that, exactly, what clan are we like, so in the territory of? You're in the Scorpion territory. Oh, fun. Yeah. That sounds bad. Oh, they're, they're delightful. Yeah. So that means they're kind of closer to Unicorn Lands. Are they under? Are they under the Crane Clan or under the Unicorn Clan? In as far as like what they answer to being a uh, being a minor clan. Um, um, they're a minor clan. They don't answer to a great clan. At least yeah. in my understanding, they don't. Okay. Hair clans. Yeah. that could be true for this setting that we're in right now. Yeah, and um. Few things timeline wise, uh, the alliance, the three man alliance has happened, and there's a very unhappy general out there for the Scorpion clan. And, um, the and so the three man alliance for those playing at home, uh, includes the sparrow, the wasp, and the um, fox. So, yeah, that's happened. And I can explain that later or <laughs> just insert some kind of long explanation for listeners. But anyways, um, we can always go over that later. Uh, is there any changes to, like, uh, setting system or whatnot that uh, you guys kind of want to do? Oh, before I go that, major cha change to a major clan. Uh, the Unicorn. So mm. in uh, regular vanilla um, L5R, 
Um, Unicorn are just a major clan um, with kind of a worldly background and stuff. Um, I'm kind of expanding that, and um, in this day and age, they are more of a conglomerate of merchants and warriors from all outside of Ropagon, so there's a lot of more diversity. (laughs) Very cool. Okay. Does that change how Ropagon sees outsiders, or is it just, you know, the unicorns really cool about that? Uh, the, the unicorns are really cool about, like, just foreigners from a different land and accept them into, like, the different families and stuff. Um, Rokugan, not so much. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Depends so on clan. <laughs> so they're accepted yeah. into the clan. Do they hold their own family name, or are they just random members of families will be uh, Gaijin? Uh, they actually take on a family name when they're uh, incorporated into the Unicorn Clan. Oh man, here I was expecting like 20 vassal families to be under the Unicorn. <laughs> I don't know, man. Those Yoda Tai are prideful. I don't know if they will just come in and take on someone else's name. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something we can uh, like kind of bang out a little bit more uh, during the week before we really start this up. Um, it's, I was just curious if they held their own like actual position or if they were just kind of scattered about. Yeah, yeah. probably not super important for the story itself. Or the question, no, rather, itself. <laughs> no, it's, it's not super duper important, but just like, oh yeah, if you want to play like someone who's from fantasy Egypt, and where would you go for that? Well, the Unicorn Clan. So. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Kind of wanted to spice it up a little bit more. Um, yeah, so back to what I was saying before I had, like, mm-hmm. a sudden realization I didn't talk about. Um, is there uh, anything about the world and or system that uh, you think that needs to be changed or something we should look into or anything like that? Not I. Yeah, I can't think of anything world necessarily. I do have a couple of mechanics questions, uh, but I'd rather wait until everybody goes uh, for any world things that they want to talk about. Yeah, so currently Mantis Minor Clan, right? That's what it is? Yeah, they're, they're currently a Minor Clan. So are we talking about who, like, what clan we want to be part of? Uh, no, just ask... Uh, it, just world building. You, yeah, just world building and stuff. Um, that's all. Hmm. And if there's, like, any major fly that you can see that you're like... Well, this really needs to be changed. <laughs> um, yeah, if we were playing fourth edition, I'd be asking more about like gender equality, but I don't I don't think this newer edition has as much of an issue with it as the previous edition, like by at least a mile, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm I'm cool with whatever gender out of all like the 30 that we have in this world. More than that, but anyways, I'm I'm cool with any gender that you ch- choose. You can be non-binary. I'm pretty chill about that. So, what about uh, using sex as like a weapon kind of thing, like being the sexy character trademark? Uh, not that I plan to be. I'm just asking. I'm. I'm I... kind of uncomfortable with that. Okay. 
Cool. I'm also usually not big on doing that in games. Yeah, I always find it uncomfortable. I had a player in one of my other tables be exactly that. They were like a uh, glorified geisha, but they would mm. use that like every session against some poor sap. You know, trick them. Okay, but like, okay, so the, uh, <laughs> history lesson, Thank cultural you. cultural thing about geisha, especially. Okay, geisha were basically professional entertainers. They would sing, they were professionals in conversation, they entertained samurai, they entertained lords. They were not prostitutes. Exactly. There, there were people who called themselves geisha who were prostitutes to appropriate the geisha culture and to bring business in. And that's, yeah, that's very good point. And that just stained everything. Yep. Yeah, they're yeah, um, I... they're like hostess from cabaret clubs. That's a more modern-ish, even though that's like 50 years ago, probably by now, but that's a more I modern don't know example. What that is. Uh, it, it's very similar. Sure, it's just yeah. a, a more updated version of it. You, they, there's clubs that gentlemen would go to and a lady would just sit next to them, entertain them and have polite conversation and drink and just socialize, but nothing hanky panky went on. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like a host club, like modern yeah. day host club. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Geisha were basically a host club and then, yeah, it got yeah. co-opted. Pop culture happened. Though, uh, more like Westerners happened, in my opinion. But... Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always been unhappy with people going, oh, geishas, they're hookers. And it's just like, no, no you're just showing how un uncultured you are. Just please stop. <laughs> but um, this game does imply there are sex workers in this world. And, well, yeah. I, I usually like to portray them in a positive light. And, you know, because... Yeah. Yeah. Man, Samurai need to let some steam out sometimes, whether that be drinking a whole lot of sake or having a good time. For both. Yeah, and it is one of the world's oldest professions, so I don't ignore it. And if uh, somehow we get into those situations, uh, yeah, we'll have to deal with that. Thank you for listening to Gates of Orchid and Iris. Remember to like, share, comment, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can also support us through the listener support button on our Anchor.fm page. That's anchor.fm slash G-O-I-L-5-R.